I asked the spirit to make a knocking sound if it wanted us to leave, and almost immediately, we all heard a loud, low knocking. I'm Tom Stewart, and this is my paranormal story. I know it's been a while since I added a new episode. A lot has happened over the past few months. I made it through the holidays, had some family issues to take care of, and uh, just a couple of weeks ago, my basement flooded. And that's where I do my podcast. That's where my studio is. So after some repairs and some cleaning and some new equipment, I'm back and will hopefully be able to start posting episodes more often. But before I start this episode, I want to thank everyone who has taken the time to email me or post comments on my social media. I read them all and I do my best to respond to everybody. So thank you for all your kind words and your support. Uh, I also have a bunch of people to thank who have made donations to the podcast. Even when I'm not making new episodes, it still costs me money every month just to keep this podcast running. And it's support from people like this who helped me keep the podcast going. So big thanks go out to Carla Moncayo, Nita Peak, Amy Thomason, William Choate, Jacob King, Colin Hayer, and Oscar Chavez. Hopefully I didn't miss anybody, but if I did, thank you very much. Your donations are a huge help to me. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do just like them. Go to my website and click on the donate button. Every little bit helps. It's myparanormalstory.com. And you can also buy t-shirts and mugs with my podcast logo on them too. Also, don't forget, I have a book on Amazon.com and Kindle called The 10 Best Tools for Ghost Hunting. It's a good read if you've ever wanted to learn more about the gadgets used by paranormal investigators. And you can also listen to me read the book as well on Audible.com. And I'm currently working on two more books that hopefully will be out sometime this year. And I've got a couple of other surprises up my sleeve too. Now, one more thing, if you could do me a favor, I've recently remastered all of my podcast episodes and put them up on a YouTube channel. And it would help me out a lot if you would subscribe to it. Just go to youtube.com slash myparanormalstory and click on the subscribe button. Once again, thanks for all of your support and your patience. Now here's my latest episode. What's the most haunted place you've ever been to? I get that question a lot. And I've been lucky enough to have had the privilege of visiting and investigating so many historic places. Homes, businesses, mills, churches, mansions, lighthouses, cemeteries. But the answer to that question is always the same. It's a museum in Coventry, Rhode Island called The Payne House. I've been to the Payne House at least seven or eight times during my years as an investigator with Rise Up Paranormal, and I've been back there a couple more times since then just to pop in and say hi. It's a location that Rise Up Paranormal still investigates frequently on their own and with the public during the summer and at Halloween, 
And the reason they do it is because, well, it's a very haunted place. Now, when I say the paint house is haunted, I don't mean you'll be running out the door within 10 minutes of visiting. See, when I think of a building as being haunted, I think of it as a place that has a lot of paranormal activity. And of all the places I've been to, the Payne House is by far the most active. But not all paranormal activity is frightening. There are no demons hiding behind the doors or ghosts flying around the ceiling in the Payne House. But I have personally witnessed many things, like shadows walking down a hallway or footsteps on the floors above us. Even a rocking chair rocking with no one in it. And then there's all the video and audio evidence that I've helped collect over the years. Some of the most compelling EVPs I've ever heard have come from the Payne House. I even did a two-part episode on this podcast about my past experiences there. One of the reasons paranormal research can be difficult is because ghosts are unpredictable. You just never know when paranormal activity is going to occur. And that can be frustrating and disappointing. But literally, every time I've paid a visit to the Payne House, something strange has occurred. Something paranormal. So anytime I get a chance to go back, I always go. With hopes of having another encounter with the spirits that dwell there. And this past summer, that's exactly what I did. Now, just like my previous episodes about the Payne House, I'm going to play some EVPs for you. EVP stands for Electronic Voice Phenomena. Basically, that's when we record a sound or a voice on an audio recorder that quite possibly could be a spirit trying to communicate with us. And I do believe what you're going to hear on this episode is something paranormal. It is a spirit or spirits trying to communicate. And I'm going to enhance the sound to try and help you hear them better. But if you can, listen to this episode with headphones on. You'll definitely have a better chance of hearing what the EVPs are trying to say. So, if you've ever wanted to hear a ghost reaching out from the other side, keep listening. Over the past few years, you've probably heard me talk about my friends, Scott Higgins and Ace Aceto. They've been kind enough to have me as a regular guest on their podcast, Behind the Funny. It's a weekly podcast where they interview people from the world of entertainment. Mostly comedians, actors, writers, that sort of thing. But every year around Halloween, they have me come on and talk about my experiences with the paranormal. And in the past, I would bring in recordings of EVPs from different places and tell them spooky stories from my past. And they're both really into it. They both love the paranormal. And we actually have a lot of fun with Scott because he gets spooked out really easy when I'm telling my stories. But my yearly drop-in quickly turned into me co-hosting with them for the entire month of October every year. Or as they now call it, Scotttober. And each week in October, I sit in with them and we interview other people from the paranormal field. And we've had people like Jason Hawes, Andrea Perrin, Ken DaCosta, and many others. 
It's really a great podcast and you should check it out. So look for Behind the Funny when you're done listening to this episode. Anyway, I always talk about wanting to take them on a real investigation. And it just so happens that the pain house is right down the road from where Scott and Ace record their podcast. So with the help of Ken from Rise Up Paranormal, we were finally able to visit the pain house together this past August. And I was so hoping that they would have some of the paranormal experiences that I always have when I visit. And sure enough, my return to the pain house did not let me down. Now, I don't want to go too deep into the history of the pain house again. I did a pretty deep dive on episodes 11 and 12 on this podcast. So give them a listen if you haven't already. But just to give you a little background briefly, the pain house is currently a museum run by a historical society. It was built in the 1690s. It's a large dwelling which has served many purposes over the centuries. In the past, it's been a home for several different families. At other times, it was used as a sawmill, as a tavern, as an inn, as a town meeting center, and even as a house of entertainment. The Payne House has also had many owners, but the building gets its name from the Payne family who lived there in the 1800s. The large, oddly shaped wooden house has two floors of living space, a large three-room attic, and a spacious basement with several rooms. In all, the house has four floors worth of rooms for spirits to hide in. Walking through the pain house can get confusing quickly too. There are several living rooms, dining rooms, and bedrooms, all with connecting doors. You can find yourself going around in circles quickly. The ceilings are low, the doorways are narrow, and the stairways are steep, which is pretty standard for old buildings of that era. Some of the experiences and evidence that Rise Up Paranormal and I caught together has been so compelling that a TV show once did a segment on it. it the show was called My Ghost Story, and I got to be a part of some of the reenactments while filming. But most of my footage ended up on the cutting room floor, as they say. I guess I have a face for podcasting. But back to this past August, Scott, Ace, and myself finally all had the same night off, and we were able to join Ken DaCosta at the Payne House. I love watching people go to their first haunted location for the first time, especially when it's my friends. And I've had the luxury of being able to do this for a long time, so I like when I can share it with others. And I had high hopes for the paint house that night, that it would really show them what it's got, you know? But at first, everything was pretty quiet. Aside from a few knocks and creaks, a few blips on the K2 meter, not too much was happening. I was kind of feeling let down, to be honest until I reviewed the audio that we recorded that night. And what I thought had been a quiet night at the pain house was anything but. We 
We started out our investigation in the room with the rocking chair. The one I mentioned that we saw rocking on its own. We actually captured video footage of that some years ago. And Scott and Ace have seen that video. And now they were sitting right next to that very chair. And I think they both were secretly happy that it wasn't rocking at the time. The tiny bedroom we were in it was small and dark. It had a, a bed, a bureau, and the rocking chair taking up most of the space. The furniture in the pain house, most of it is antique or delicate. So caretakers ask visitors not to sit on most things. So in this room, the three of us chose to just sit on the floor. And we spent some time trying to make contact with the spirits. I placed an audio recorder and a K2 meter on the floor in between us. K2 meters measure electromagnetic levels. And normally, a typical room will read zero on the meter. Some investigators believe that any sudden jumps in those levels could mean that a spirit is trying to manifest in some way. And we were only sitting on that bedroom floor for a few minutes before we noticed the lights on the K2 meter started moving. It wasn't a lot, just some slight blips of maybe one or two. So we tried asking questions to see if we could get a spirit to communicate with us. But other than those little blips on the K2 meter, we didn't really get any response. Or did we? After reviewing my audio from the EVP session in the rocking chair room, I caught some interesting clips. Now in this first one, you're going to hear my voice briefly, and then you'll hear some background noise, and then what I feel is a male voice saying something. I've enhanced the audio so you can hopefully hear it better. So give it a listen. Won't be here long though, just a few hours. I'm going to play it again, just the enhanced part this time. You can hear that white noise in the background, ignore that, but about three seconds in, you're going to hear what sounds like a voice. I don't know what it's trying to say, but it definitely seems like a voice to me. Now on this second clip I'm going to play, it's also from the rocking chair room. You're going to hear my voice asking a question. Whose bedroom was this? And then just like the last clip, you're going to hear the enhanced audio with background noise. And then what sounds like a voice saying two words maybe? Give it a listen. Whose bedroom was this? Let me play it again for you. I can't make out what the voice is saying, but to me it sounds like two words are being communicated. And to me it sounds like it's the same voice that was in the first clip I just played. What do you think? Here it is again. Whose bedroom was this? After we left the rocking chair bedroom, we walked around through a few of the other rooms and eventually made our way back outside to take a break. 
And that's when I found out that the stable building was open and that we could investigate in there if we wanted to. I was excited because I'd never investigated this part of the property before. So the three of us walked across the yard and entered the stable. It looks like a small wooden barn, old and dark. You can still smell the scent of animals and dust. This building was originally where travelers would keep their horses when the museum was an inn. And over the years, it was used for other things like storage, a workshop, and at one time it housed the horses for the local fire brigade. In fact, among the many artifacts still in the stables is an old horse-drawn water tank that was used to put out fires long before the invention of fire trucks. Both floors of the stable were crowded with old tools, workbenches, and antiques. We decided to gather around one of the workbenches on the main floor and do another EVP session. I placed my recorder down on the table alongside the K2 meter once again. And right away, we started getting some unusual blips on the K2 meter. But this time, it seemed to be a little more intelligent and responsive. It seemed to be doing it almost on command. At one point, Ace asked if there were any spirits in the room and if it would light up the meter as an indication of yes. And at least three or four times, by request, the meter would light up a little bit. And we also kept hearing strange creaks and thuds. It almost felt as if someone or something was in there with us. Now, once again, nothing crazy happened while we were in there. But I reviewed the audio from that EVP session, and I caught something pretty interesting. Something that leads me to believe we weren't alone in that stable. Here, give it a listen. Did you tend to the horses for the fire department? Now that's Scott's voice you're hearing, asking if someone in there tended to the horses for the fire department. And right after he says that, you can hear the enhanced background noise, and then there's a voice that sounds like it's answering him. I'm not sure if it's saying horse or hose, but I definitely hear an H sound coming from that voice. Give it a listen again. I'm just gonna play the enhanced part for you. Now, after leaving the stables, we eventually headed back into the main building to explore some more. This time we headed up to the attic. The attic at the pain house is the one area that actually gives me the chills. Just thinking about it is giving me goosebumps. It's not an area that's open to the public. And even the caretakers only go up there when they really need to. It's mostly used for storage, you know, for things that they really don't use anymore, but haven't thrown away. And several investigators and mediums have gone up there in the past and have felt like there's something dark up there. Now, I'm not a sensitive or a medium myself, but I also get that feeling when I go up there. That feeling of something doesn't want me there. It's just a weird, heavy feeling, like someone is behind you and staring at you. 
It's dark up there, and always a lot warmer than the rest of the house. The ceilings are slanted, and the floors are uneven. So the three of us gathered around the far area of the attic, with lots of old boxes and furniture laying around. It was easily the spookiest part of our investigation. And while we were there, we kept hearing strange sounds. Sounds that we couldn't quite make out if they were natural or not. Was that someone breathing? Was that footsteps coming from the other room? The attic at the pain house definitely keeps your head on a swivel. And like I do during many EVP sessions, towards the end, I will ask the spirit if it wants us to leave and that all it has to do is make a knocking sound and we'll go. So I tried that and here's the recording I captured. It's not that hard. Just knock and we'll go. That was definitely a knock. Once again, that's my voice saying, just knock and we'll go. And almost immediately, you can hear a deep knocking sound, almost a thud. And we all heard it. And it's pretty clear here on the audio. Let me play it for you again a little bit louder. It's not that hard. Just knock and we'll go. That was definitely a knock. Now the final piece of audio I want to play for you was during our final EVP session. After the attic experience, we took another break outside for a bit, which if you're a paranormal investigator or you decide to try it someday, I suggest you take breaks after each EVP session or room that you visit. Just go outside, get some air, clear your head, steady your nerves a little. So after our short break, we went back in for one more EVP session in one of the dining rooms. The three of us sat on some small chairs around a small wooden dining room table. And in the past, I've had lots of luck capturing EVPs in this room, getting spirits to communicate by knocking on the table, and some samples of the recordings of those experiences can be heard in my original episodes about the pain house. But on this investigation, with Scott and Ace, I was hoping I'd be able to repeat some of those experiences. But the room was pretty quiet. The K2 meter was also kind of quiet. Sort of a boring way to end the investigation. Until I reviewed my audio from the EVP session we did in the room. It turns out Little did we know, this was probably the best evidence we caught of the night. On this final clip, you can definitely hear a male voice saying something. And I think I know what it's saying, but I want you to listen to it first. See what you think it says. Then I'll play it again. Now the first thing you're going to hear is my voice asking the spirit to knock on the table. Then you're going to hear that enhanced background noise again. And then what sounds like a low male voice saying something. Give it a listen. 
Now, I know you can knock on the table because I've, I've heard it before. So what did you hear? I've listened to it a bunch of times with different enhancements and effects, and I've played it for Scott and Ace. And to me, it sounds like the voice is saying, Scott. I mean, is this a spirit actually calling out Scott's name? Give it another listen and decide for yourself. I know you can knock on the table because I've, I've heard it before. My Paranormal Story is written, produced, and narrated by me, Tom Stewart. Music from this episode courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. If you'd like to learn more about the Payne House Museum, you can go to their website at westernrihistory.org. And you can also visit Rise Up Paranormal at riseupparanormal.com. If you enjoy my stories and would like to support the podcast, just go to my website, myparanormalstory.com, and click on the donate button. I also have t-shirts and coffee mugs for sale, because unfortunately, podcasts cost money, and your support helps me keep this podcast running. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you'll know when I've added new episodes, and feel free to follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for My Paranormal Story. If you have a podcast and would like to have me as a guest, or if you'd like to ask me a question or tell me your paranormal story, you can email me at myparanormalstorypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Tom Stewart, and this is My Paranormal Story. <laughs>